previously on the Simply Human podcast. Big triggers for many people dealing with digestive issues, whether it's bloating, diarrhea, constipation. Yes, I'm going to talk about poops. Hey, hey, ugly. <laughs> let, let, let me tell you something real quick. The theme of this show is pooping. So you are totally fine saying diarrhea and uh, all sorts of, of gross things. It's totally fine. It's episode 74 of the Simple Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is Kendall Kendrick, mom to four girls, voice actor, nutritional therapy practitioner, motivational speaker, and host of the weekly show, Born Primals, a podcast. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment. We're going to listen in to a fellow podcaster show and see what he has to say. And we'll wrap up with our Simply Human Tip of the Week. How are you, Rick? As of the recording of this, I'm fine. But as of the publishing of it, I might be dead, dead or possibly All right. Alive because yeah. this is airing on the 14th. Uh, time travel talk. We're recording on, what is this, the 8th. And so the marathon is April 12th. And so this might be the last communique I have with the outside world. I might die. So if it is, oh, I love man. you. Oh, man. Well, this is, yeah, this is big. I know, like, the days leading up are always very nerve wracking. I'm really nervous. I, will, like, I am super yeah, nervous. I will right say now. to you, like, on Friday night, like, sleep in, try to see if your wife will allow you to sleep as much as you can on Saturday because, or on, on, into, yeah, into Saturday morning because on Sunday, like, Saturday night into Sunday morning, you won't, you're not going to sleep. I'm not going to sleep, yeah. yeah. So well, and got, it starts at 7.30, and it's uh, an hour away, so... And you yeah, need to get there at the six thirty, like yeah, six fifteen or something. Right, yeah, and so and like, there's think what? about there's going to be traffic. You're going to have to like you know there's going to be parking is going to be an issue. So like, it's a it's a big yeah. hassle. So and you're not going to sleep much anyway. So try to get as much sleep as you can uh, Friday night into Saturday morning. It's usually really really cool stuff like that. Okay. I'm really I think the biggest questions I have in my head is that I've never even attended a marathon before. So I'm going to pick your brain probably after we're done recording. Yeah, yeah. It's what should I bring with me? You know, what do I need? You know, yeah, we need I, to I, have I, that just conversation. A thousand like logistical questions, and to me, that's the big challenge of the marathon. Not to like nerd everybody out here. That's the big logistical challenge of the marathon. Is like you're running for. For me, my goal is under five hours. I think that's a very attainable goal. I think it's probably going to be closer to four and a half, but we'll see. Uh, but you're, you're running for that whole time. You obviously have to bring stuff with you. You know, what do you need to bring with you? What do you not need to bring with you? And it's a mess. Well, logistics, it's like you need a pair of shoes and some shorts. That's pretty much all you need. But like when you put the event around it, like for a triathlon, especially like a really long triathlon, the logistics get out of control. Like it's ridiculous. Like trying to forget that. Yeah. So forget that. By the way, I'm not. Yeah. I think this may be the last one, but very quickly, uh, if I'm a pimp someone else's podcast, we're going to do a lot of that on our show today. I w- appeared on a guest oh, yeah. on Ruel's Running yeah, Podcast. I'll, I'll link if you to search it iTunes, his name is R-U space E-L. It's the first one that pops up. Ruel's Running Podcast. A two-part interview. Uh, Ruel's a good friend of mine. Uh, l- check that out. We talk a lot about running. We talk a lot about the Simply Human Podcast. Uh, he's a fan of ours, and I'm a fan of his, and so, you know, it's kind of some reciprocation. So go and download his show. It's really great. And there are okay. a lot of F-bombs, just to warn you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, it's definitely not, uh, you know, oh, I'm going to be cooking dinner in the kitchen. Uh, children, you can run around while I listen to the show. Do not play this at the office or around children because he's a little bit, we, you know, we cut loose a little bit. He has different restrictions than he, we have His show, bleeping so tool you. isn't as proficient as mine is. Um, <laughs> Yours has to be. Names before on the show that you've been like, ah, you fake, we're going to talk about? Fake name, fake name. And, uh, and so, like, with Kendall Kendrick, you were like, oh, it's a fake name. Or, like, Ori Hoffmeckler, fake name. So, and you were sort of telling me briefly <laughs> off air, like, what, uh, there was, a, there was a, a cop story you had of a guy, like, giving you a fake name. Well, and let me start off by saying I'm very resident, reticent to tell police stories because everyone knows I'm a policeman. But, like, I don't want to get into specifics at work. I think that can cause problems uh, generally. But this is a generic enough story. So I'll tell it right now very quickly. So it's been a couple of years ago, but... I, uh, one night I pulled this guy over, he just had one headlight, but it was like, you know, one, two o'clock in the morning, something like that. And so eh, let's see what's going on over here. So I stopped this guy and I walk up to his car. I was like, Hey, I'm officer Bentley. Can I you know, see your driver's license and your prove insurance? And he's like, Oh, my driver, he pulled into an apartment complex. Like my, my driver's license is in, in the apartment, which is not uncommon. Sometimes I'll leave the house without a driver's license. So, 
I know. Well, so I can run someone's driver's license status by just their name and date of birth and whatever state they have a license in. So it's really not that big of a deal. It is a violation. You can write somebody a ticket for that. I, I don't do that. But uh, I was like, oh, yeah, it's no big deal. Uh, you know, what's your uh, – let me get your last name. Well, and I'll only use his actual last name because it's important in the story. He's like, oh, my last name is uh, it's Cornelius. And I was like, that's an odd last name. And I was like, okay. And I always have them, hey, can you spell that for me? And then I spell it back to them. So when I get back to my car, if I run the name and there's no license that pops up, I want to make sure that, okay. You just start shooting person, them? You just start like, firing this person doesn't have a driver's license at all and so isn't in the computer anywhere? Or is it, you know, not truthful? So – I, you know, oh, okay, how do you spell Cornelius? And he spells it, but he spells it wrong in that he left out an I. Right. He spells it Cornelius, which is already to me, okay, this is red flag number one. I've been doing this a while. I can tell when somebody's lying to me. So I was like, okay, so just so I can clarify, sir, you spell it, you know, Cornelius. And I spell it that way. He's like, yep, that's how you spell it. And I ask him for his first name and and gives it to me in his date of birth, and it's like, you know what, state's your driver's license out of. He's like, you know, gives me the state. It's like, okay. Did, did, he, say his, did he say his first name was Corny? My name's Corny no. Cornelis? No? No, he did not. That would be a super fake name. But uh, he gives me his name, and when he told me, he spells out Cornelis and gives me his first name, I went, that's a fake name. Like, not even playing it cool like policemen <laughs> typically do. Like, okay, well, I'll go back and check. And going back, you're like, I'm going to check this guy and see if he's got a license and see if that's a fake name, and we'll go from there. You just said that to his I literally face. just right there, it blurted out of my mouth. It's like, well, that's a fake name. And he looks at me like these deer in the headlight looked, and I look back at him, and he, I was like, that's a fake name. That's a fake name. That, that, there's nobody that I know of with that name. That's a fake name. That's a fake-sounding name. I don't know what to tell you. And he was like... Uh, no man that's my real name and it's like getting nervous it's like no that's not your real name that's a fake name don't insult me by lying to me just tell me your real name we can whatever you've got we can figure it out but come on fake name fake name fake name and that's literally exactly how i say it the video is kind of funny and the guy's like no no no, i promise man that's 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 my name and he's getting real nervous he's like all right well i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna type that name how you spelled it into the computer and it's going to tell me that's not a real person, which means you're lot. And you told me you have a driver's license, but it's not going to come up with a driver's license for that name. So I'm going to know that that's a fake name because I'm telling you right now, it's a fake name. That's a fake name. That's a fake name. And he was like, no, man, I promise. I promise there's a driver's license for that name. And I was like, all right. All right, buddy. We'll see. So I go back to my car and I have my door open and my window down. And your and gun, and your, and your gun out. You have your gun. You have your gun no, pointing at him. I don't have my gun out, Mark. Quit maligning the police. <laughs> so I'm typing his name in, and I'm in my car and I'm, t- I'm shouting out the window. I'm typing your name oh in the gosh. computer exactly how you spelled it. Click, 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 click. I'm hitting the enter button right now. Enter. Oh my God! What are the odds? There's no person on planet Earth with that name. That is a fake name. And so I go back up and I was like, all right, man, well, here's where we are. I typed that name exactly as you told me on the computer. And it popped up that there's no driver's license in that state with any person with that spelling of that name and that date of birth. So either you don't know how to spell your name or that's that's a fake fake name. name. And he was like, just looks down at me, like looks down at the ground. And he was like, (sighs) fake name. And I was like, yes, I told you, fake name, I told you. Dude, I win. And I'm like dancing, like celebrating. He's like, ah, I figured it out. Oh, yeah, also, you're an arrest. You can't give police fake name. What are you, what's, what's, matter? what's the matter with you? And it turns out he had some, like, I don't even remember what it was. It was some very, like, low-level warrant that I wouldn't even mess around with, uh, probably. And he was already home, and I had better things to do. But I was like, you can't, I was like, dude, I don't know what to tell yeah. you. You can't give us a I fake thought, name. I thought you were going to say, do something about you like ran the name and it like came up and his name was like Cornerston Cornelis, like something crazy. Like, oh, uh, sorry about that. Uh, you may but go. What, what, what was weird is that just, I've never heard anyone, <laughs> I'm sure it exists, but like the yeah. last name of Cornelius and just the name combination he gave me was so weird sounding that my initial reaction, I couldn't even play so it close to the vest. It even though, a fake name. That's even a fake though name. it was a fake, fake name, you can't tell us what the, what the first name was? It, it was well, a, I mean, I don't want to give, uh, you know, I don't want to give any like detail. I mean, I, I'm okay. sure it's disposed of. I'm sure this guy pled guilty or whatever. Right. It's been two years okay. so. But, uh, you know, I, I don't want to give. Okay, I'll give it. Okay. The yes. name he gave me, I guess it's true. It is a fake name, was Gary Cornelius. And when he tells me <laughs> Gary, Cor- Gary and this guy didn't look like a guy named Gary. I don't know what to tell you. Like, uh, he didn't look like someone named Gary. I think that's why I was like, fake name. That's fake name. Yep. 
Your name is not I was, Gary. I was looking at him like, you cannot tell me that your name is Gary Cornelius. You don't look like a guy named Gary. You just don't. I don't know what to tell you, pal. And he was You're that, like, Here's- and just, I think my like, I think he's probably been, you know, had his share of entanglements with the police before. So I think he knows how police typically play that. And you I think when I was like, that's a fake name. I think he was like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. This is a weird panicked. policeman. This guy's crazy. He's you, not on drugs. You should have like so. Google, Google image searched like Gary and like been like, these are guys named Gary. You, <laughs> you don't look like that any of these guys. Might as well have been exactly what I did. Like, dude, and pull up my phone. Like, these are people named Gary. You're not a Gary. There's no way someone, when you were born, your parents looked at you and was like, he's Gary. I think we'll go with Gary. Yeah. Not, your name is not Gary. <laughs> Gary. So that's the genesis of the story periodically. And that's a very good, <clears throat> it's an inside joke that I have with a buddy of mine at work, Colt, if you're listening. Hi. Hey, hey buddy. How's it going? I'm Colt. But like someone will give a name and just kind of an outlandish sounding name fake and name. we'll just be like, fake name, fake name. Just like under our breads like that and no one ever hears it, but it's just a joke that he and I have together. So periodically I might pop that out on the podcast and people don't understand. That's the genesis of the, when Big I name. just very quick, big name, big name. that's what that is. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. And now we are going to stumble towards our interview with Kendall and find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Like us on Facebook, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at simplyhuman52. And uh, give us a review on iTunes. Five yes. Stars, please go do that now. And share us on social media. At the okay, end of this show, we are going to give away, name our, our, uh, our giveaway t-shirt-a-thon thing. So be, oh, nice. be in the lookout for that. Um, I think we already know who it's going to be, but we'll, uh, we'll announce at the end of the show, which means uh, you have to listen. Haha, that's a little marketing trick. Um, all right. So, <laughs> well, well. Yeah. You're the ad wizard at the channel for this. <laughs> there are still uh, uh, coupon codes for the nutrients, multivitamin, and the skinny fat uh, oil, cooking oil uh, on the website, simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Uh, email us at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com or email Rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. So, our interview with Kendall Kendrick, where we talked to her about uh, daughters, which you would know nothing about. Uh, being sick and unhealthy, sugar addiction, being a radio DJ, fixing asthma, ballet dancing, body image, healthy lifestyle, walking, sleep, meditation, and dancing. Joining us today on the Simply Human podcast is Kendall Kendrick. Uh, that is a somewhat of a tongue twister. Kendall Kendrick, you say that a few times fast, you, you can get get it where it's just really easy to say. Um, but I'm just going to read this right off of your website. And Kendall is a mom to four girls. Gracious, uh, that was my. I, I added the gracious part. That was not on the website. <laughs> Voice actor, nutritional therapy practitioner, motivational speaker, and host of the weekly show Born Primal. Conversations with the Ancestral Health Community. Kendall, welcome to the Simply Human Podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. So you have two times as many girls as I do. How do you yeah. how does that work? That's crazy. And I got two of them on the same day. So Oh, they got you got twins in there. Crazy. Oh, I do. Man. I do right slap in the middle. You'd think after that you wouldn't have any more, but I did throw one more in the mix after that. Try, trying for the boy? Was that was that the what was going on? Nah. There? No, never. No, I was not ever trying for the boy. Just, uh, well, I got remarried. So, okay. you know, we wanted to have one together. And otherwise, right. I was I was good to stop. But I'm, right. I'm, I'm definitely glad number four happened. She's great. They're all great. And what, what, are the, what are the age we're ranges? Te- we're getting in teenage years uh. now. So. Yeah, see, mine are five and four, so I have a little, oh, little yeah. ways. But I don't know if teenage. I think the teenage years are about the same. I I kind of think they're equivalent to toddlers. Really, <laughs> lots, lots they of really drama. do behave about the same way. You just don't have to change diapers. <laughs> right. So 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 let's break this down. So there's lots of drama. There's lots of uh, changing of clothes. Uh, there's lots of fighting over clothes and shoes. Is that pretty much uh, how teenagers are? Just little clean are? anything up. Yeah. yeah. See, it's all the same. Things yeah, don't change. <laughs> but you take diapers away. So there's a, a net gain there, sort of. Right. So, I guess yeah. they're usually about done with diapers by the time they get to the toddler toddler <laughs> phase. Anyway, yeah, I guess it's not really right. mixing there, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's a whole new world, that's for sure. And yeah. I still have a little. My youngest is about seven, okay. so but my twins uh, actually. T- so it's, and and my oldest is almost fourteen. Oh, so wow. it's a it's it's a little bit nutty. <laughs> yeah. I'm so you cut out. How old are the twins? Uh, they're they're turning eleven this week. Oh wow. 11. That's crazy. Okay. Well, um, we could basically talk for 30 minutes about daughters and also about how you have a background in radio. Uh, but I guess our listeners want to talk about other stuff. So, um, well, let's, let's talk about, I guess the, uh, the podcast is sort of the quote from the website is incorporating a holistic approach to a healthier mind, body and spirit through an ancestral health diet 
and lifestyle. So uh, listeners, y'all can sort of understand why we would want to sort of do some collaboration and why I would want to have Kendall on the show. So let's talk about uh, your background, sort of how mm-hmm. did you get to where you are today? Yeah, so I was super sick and unhealthy. Um, Overweight was never really an issue for me, but um, I don't, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if I wasn't pre-diabetic, and I really don't know how I got by in my pregnancies without gestational diabetes. I wasn't tested for it, so, you know, I probably was. Um, I grew up with a raging sugar addiction, and essentially... Being a Southerner that I am, lived off of sweet tea. <laughs> and um, I mean, for, you know, like, you know, there's a joke in the South, like put sweet tea in baby's bottles. Right. I mean, it was probably that bad for me. Where, did you, where just, did you grow up in the South? Where are you? Uh, well, actually in Florida. I okay. know it's kind of hilarious, but I am actually from a more rural part of Florida where there's a lot of farmers and uh, it is really, truly the South. So um, I know people are always like here, Florida, and they think, you know, Mickey Mouse and uh, Miami, <laughs> but <laughs> there is a, there is a very, very sort of country southern part of Florida. Yeah. So well, and, I, and much, I grew up yeah, there. You can't get much more south. I mean, Florida goes way Right. South, exactly. So, right. Yeah. So I grew up, uh, my grandparents uh, ha- were like sixth generation Floridians and farmers. Okay, cool. So I actually grew up um, part time on my grandparents' farm. So I actually had a really great introduction to food, uh, which did shape, you know, a, a big part of my life as I got older and actually you know, started to learn about food and care about it. But on the, in the same hand, you know, my grandmother died of complications of diabetes. So they were farmers and they were really great with that until about the 1960s. And my grandmother went to work part-time. She had five kids. They were very, very poor and they lived off the farm up until that point. Then she started bringing processed food home in the 1960s. And then everybody started getting diabetes by the time the eighties, nineties rolled around. Um, So, you know, 30, 20 years of processed food and no longer living off of the farm food, then everybody got sick. So, you know, it's, I think right there is just like proof of sort of what happened. And so I ended up being that next generation of, it wasn't like we ate fast food growing up because we didn't have any money, but right. we, and we, but we ate a lot of processed food. We ate a lot of boxed food. And, and in the eighties is when I grew up, you know, that's when hamburger helper and taco mixes. I mean, that's just kind of the food that I grew right. up on. And I also could sit down and put um, a bag of cookies away. So I had tons of allergies, and I was incredibly sick and underweight. I was sick most of my life. Isn't it interesting how that the dynamic that you just described is sort of the same exact dynamic that happens to like hunter gatherers that are still around, like in you know the African continent or in Australia? As soon as you start to introduce some of those things, like everything just starts to fall apart. Absolutely, and I think that's I think my family is just such proof of that because uh, I lived to be almost 95. He just passed away a couple of years ago and he was still walking around that farm the day that he died. And so he was the one that sort of got away with somehow good genes, something. He didn't end up with all the health problems that like my grandmother and my father and some of my aunts and uncles or uncles have had uh, uh, somehow, but all of my family lived very long, healthy lives when they were farmers until that processed food stuff. You know, it's very much like, you know, when we um, talk about, uh, you know, the research that, like you said, has been done on the modern day hunter gatherers when they, it changes everything. Yeah. And it's kind of scary too. Like, I know, like, I think a lot of people in, in my generation and your generation, they'll talk about their parents and their grandparents. Well, at least like my grandparents who, you know, grew up in a very small town, farmers, that kind of thing. I mean, they at least had 30, 40, 50 years of a, like a, a real food right. foundation. And then the processed yeah. foods were added in and look what, and they still got very sick. Now imagine, right. take away the foundation with our kids. They don't even have like the foundation. They're starting off <laughs> right. on the it's processed food. It's just crazy, just sick, right? Yeah, just so they're, starting off sick. They're going to look like, uh, you know, like they, like in a movie or something when like a, a young person has like the makeup to make them look really old. They're going to all look right. like that when they're like 30 at this point, at this rate. You know, it's like, it's, it's kind of scary. I think what's also kind of cool though is that our generation seems to be the one that's saying, whoa, 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 <laughs> you know, I mean, it may take a while for that paradigm to make the the full shift. Right. But I do think there are a lot of people going, uh, like we've done this for a while and it's not working. Yeah. We need to go back. Um, and still 
you know, hilarious to talk about the things that I do in my house that people are just like, what? Like, that's bad. Or you do that. Or you put cow fat on your face at night. (laughs) What? Yeah, exactly. It's it's interesting. But anyway, I guess just get back to my story. So I grew up really sickly. And I was just very, like, malnourished and had pretty severe corn and dairy allergies in my system. So I just had one sinus infection after another. And I I ended up becoming a radio DJ at 17. That threw me into an even unhealthier lifestyle. And, uh, you know, became quite the party girl and was just really unhealthy. And I guess kind of fast forward, uh, I got pregnant when I was almost 24 with my first daughter. And I decided, I always thought like this whole idea of having a home birth was the coolest thing ever because I'd watch it on some TV show on uh, TLC, The Baby Story. And anytime somebody would have a home birth, I'd be like, that's so cool. And, yeah. you know, knew nothing about it. Um, started researching it when I got pregnant. And I met my midwife. And she said, if you want to have a home birth, you've got to clean your diet up. I mean, I was living off of fast food three times a day at that point. I had, you know, I had to quit smoking cigarettes when I got pregnant. Like I was just the epitome of not healthy. And I did. I I was committed to being a healthy mom and raising healthy kids. And I threw myself into everything. And that was 14 years ago when I started this journey of health. And it's gone through a lot of different variations. I mean, I've been a vegan, I've been vegetarian, I've kind of done it all. Um, And a few years ago, I had, gosh, I guess we were just all really, really sick. Maybe this is about five years ago. And I had the twins and they were, you know, and I had one that had asthma for four straight years. I'm just talking four years of coughing, turning blue asthma and nothing medical was helping. And we ended up going to a, natura- a naturopathic doctor and running some tests and finding out that she had some sensitivities and just kind of put her on this elimination diet. And basically what showed up that she should cut out was uh, gluten, dairy, rice, um, oats, so basically grains, right. essentially, right? I had never heard of an ancestral health diet, a paleo diet. I hadn't heard of any of that at this point. But I knew, you know, gluten-free was kind of just coming on the scene. I guess this was five years ago. And so we uh, we did that. We cut all those things out, and the kid quit coughing immediately. I mean, it was overnight. And uh, her asthma never came back. And it was just like mer- this miracle, you know? We were like, whoa. And I still I was carrying around some baby weight at that point from my last daughter and pretty serious hormone imbalances going on. I mean, it, I was just, I was still a hot mess. Um, and then her twin, my my daughter who we fixed her asthma with this diet, she started eating gluten-free, grain-free. And then her twin has sensory processing disorder. And so I started doing some research about that and realized that maybe we would see some benefit if we were to cut gluten out of her diet. So we did. So essentially our whole family became gluten over, gluten-free over that time. And, and um I had started dancing again. I had been a ballet dancer when I was young, and I was doing it as kind of a hobby, and my girls were taking dance at the same place, and we were all going to be in the recital, and I did not feel comfortable putting a leotard and dancing on stage. Why why not? That's that's crazy. I I feel comfortable doing that. Uh, (laughs) I do that all the time. (laughs) So uh, I wanted to lose a little weight and uh, and feel better, um, you know, getting on stage in a leotard, right, in my 30s. Um, And a girlfriend that I was dancing with told me about this whole brand new thing called the paleo diet that she was doing and I was like whoa I don't know if I can cut out my corn chips right. like I can be gluten free but like you tell me like you're taking the cor- the corn chips that I'm highly allergic to still right yeah. <laughs> so I mean I was just still really inflamed and uh, I decided you know I'm gonna go I just research and just decided there was not one single cookbook out at the time there were a couple of books um and you know maybe three the original lauren cordain uh there was i guess mark sissons and then i read the book that i read was rob wolf's book and so i read it and i was like this all seems really smart came home told my husband we're doing this we're starting this tomorrow because that's what I do. Just like the year before that I said, we're going to be vegan, you know, and he like almost died in the process. So he was a little bit like, oh, okay. I really wish, Um, I wish my co-host could have been on this conversation because he (laughs) would like, you are, you are me. 
<laughs> really? Like this is crazy. Like I, I he would he would have been like already like interceding like about ten different things. Like I was vegan. I did vegan for eighteen months, yeah. and I just come home and I'm like, well, we're not drinking milk today forever. <laughs> like my wife's like, what? Like it's like yeah, it's it's crazy. Very extreme person, yes. as my husband is well aware of, and he is very. You know, I'm. I've always been very black and white. He's very gray and very easygoing, which yeah. is the reason that he's my second husband. <laughs> the reason that he can tolerate me. So, well, let me ask you uh, this: has, somebody like, has to have a lot of patience to live with me. Well, let me sure. ask you this: like you, you mentioned earlier about you could like take down like a bag of cookies. So, like my yeah. wife can have like a, a scoop of ice cream. She can have like a cookie. Whereas like, and I'm I'm not like this anymore. But I was at a point where like I couldn't just have. One like she can just she yeah. could I, she would get like a little thing of ice cream for herself for like the week and I would just eat it <laughs> at like midnight and she'd be like yeah. you know, like so and I'm still that way you know I mean I'm and I'm and and I'm in recovery for you know addiction I mean and so it's always it's always to a certain degree been that way for me I've just have a very addictive personality and it's hard for me to to this day I still just have to be very careful with food because I'm it's still like you know down a bag of cookies like I didn't gain any weight it wasn't a big deal but I was I gained weight um, I'm sick <laughs> I'm broken out like a 13 year old without me you know all those things yeah. happen now that I don't like I don't feel good so it's a totally different scenario now as to why I don't want to eat that way and you know I'm at that point where I have been for a few years and it's just the cleaner and cleaner my diet gets, the harder and harder it is to eat stuff that doesn't make me feel good. Yeah, because I, I just, um, I like the feeling good. That is like it's it's it is really not about the weight or the right. you know body image stuff anymore. I mean, I I really do love and promote loving your body no matter where it is. Like you know, I went to Target a couple of weeks ago. Now it's like spring here. I live in North Carolina. It's spring, and I go and. And I'm like, oh, that's a cute bikini, you know, right, and I right. throw it on and I look in that mirror. And the first thing I want to do is judge the heck out of my body right. and myself because I had back surgery like six weeks ago. Um, and before that, I had another major surgery in August. So I have basically been inactive for about seven months now. Yeah. And so, you know, I want to start judging myself. And then I'm like, no, you don't, you just don't get to do that. Well, you know, and, and you I can know that, still love your body while you improve it. Yeah. I know that you have uh, had Jason Seib on your show a couple of times and uh, Jason's, yeah. uh, Jason's become a good friend of mine. Like I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm actually going up to Portland this weekend. I'm going to see him uh, at, at least Thursday, maybe even Friday. Um, but yeah, so it's like that, what, and they talk about on their podcast, he and Sarah right. a few weeks ago about this whole idea that like, you know, people that have never seen their reflection in a mirror at the end of their lives, you know, they, they think they're Brad Pitt. They think they're, they don't think, yeah. they don't know any different. Like they, they don't. Exactly. Know, like Jason don't, and I talked about that. We did a recent show together on my show about um, raising daughters because yeah, like, yeah. you know, he has the three daughters. I guess we should all three actually get together with right. as many daughters as we have. Right. <laughs> um, so we talked about that as well, about how the teenage years in this, this, you know, pre-puberty as kids, we've got it good, right. right, as girls. But then we get into those teenage years and all that body image stuff starts. And, man, we are just piled on with it. And for me, um, because I was so sickly and underweight growing up, I, you know, I only ever got accused of being too skinny. But I don't know if anybody ever really gets, like, their feelings super hurt about right. being too skinny. Yeah. Um, but but once I started having babies, I gained enormous amounts of weight. So, I mean, I gained Gosh, I think 80 pounds with my first daughter. That's a lot to gain. And like I said, I was probably had gestational diabetes. I was I was on the donut diet during my pregnancies. <laughs> How my children didn't come out with like horns and like all kinds of glaze, I don't know. just glaze on their head. Like my the God, donut glaze. it's yeah. like if they were the Krispy Kreme logo <laughs> stamped on their head, you know. Um, so yeah. I really paid for I really I paid for it and they paid for it. And that's. You know, for me, that's the the most, and, and it always took me a long time to lose the weight, and uh, it definitely affected my self-esteem, and all of a sudden, I had body issues. I didn't even know how to dress looking that way, and, yeah. you know, all those things. So, I have gone through that. I do, I can absolutely empathize with women. Um, I just didn't deal with it um, as a teenager like a lot of girls do, but now ha having a teenage daughter of my own who's going through it. Ugh. Oh, yeah. it's so painful. It's yeah. so heartbreaking to me. And that's what Jason and I really talked about that stuff. And it, it and it was a good conversation. He's just a smart, smart man. Yeah. And he's, yeah, like I, I would, I would put him up against like on any subject, give him like a week to prepare and like he could argue anyone. 
Like he's just he's just so yeah. Like, just like like he, like uh, that, when I first started listening to their show, like it was, I I was I did endurance races for a long time and vegan and almost killed me and so I reached out to Jason. Because yep. I heard him on a podcast and he like kind of started working with me and and uh, I remember like. I would start doing something and my wife would be like, well, what are you doing now? I was like, well, uh, J- Jason said I need to start doing this. And, like, and she's like, oh, okay, like Jason tells you to jump, you jump off a cliff or you're going to do that, and right? Like, yeah. I was like, actually, yes, I probably would. So he, he yeah. I like emailed Jason like, please don't tell me to jump off a cliff because I might do it. Um, well, in all of your, you know, now that you're sort of in this and, and okay, so yeah. you were at Paleo FX last year, correct? I was, yeah. So I, so I guess the I, I after I got into this lifestyle and I found this like sort of newfound health and life and uh, you know great. My husband and I both lost all the weight we wanted to lose and we felt really good. And, and I still, but over the years, I had a lot of tweaking and stuff to do. Still had to have a couple of surgeries, some hormone issues that you know you just you can't paleo everything away, right? right, right. It's all about balance. But I did go to school. I became a nutritional therapy practitioner um, a couple of years ago, and so have been um, practicing and. And traveling and speaking and presenting at Paleo FX and the Ancestral Health Symposium. Cool. Yeah, I spoke last year at Paleo FX, and then uh, I'm not speaking this year, but I'm I'll be there. Um, and then, yeah, the Ancestral Health Symposium is another one that I really uh, would like to get involved with. Um, I think I came in too late last year, and then they're not having it this year. Is that right? And then it's gonna yeah, come next they're year. not having it this year. So I have presented um, post was at the last couple of years and it's been a really great time this is the first year i'm missing paleo fx so i'm really disappointed but uh my daughter's birthday falls right on that weekend oh, so right, right. it's a it's a time for me to be home anyway and regroup and right. work and um i have a lot going on so i'll miss seeing everybody yeah. there but well in, in all of your time doing all this and all this, you know presenting posters and speaking and 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 working with people like what what are some of like things maybe like the one or two things that you just find yourself just you can't like say enough like you keep repeating yeah. these two things like what are what are the things well i mean essentially it's just i mean probably the same things you talk about it's just such a lifestyle thing for me it's just not about the food originally it was about food and then as my own life sort of evolved within this world and really connected to the ancestral components, it all started coming together for me. I mean, essentially when I found this way of life, it was because I had done this sort of attachment parenting thing and this sort of primal parent stuff. I didn't know about the food component, but I definitely understood the raising children part. Um, And so I had put some of those pieces in my own life. And when I found the food part, I was like, oh, that's so cool. That fits in so perfectly with the way that I'm trying to raise my kids. And then it became the next thing was, oh, this is great. Like, we should move like our ancestors did, right? So walking is a huge part of my life, especially now because I had a microdisectomy a month and a half ago. So all I'm allowed to do is actually walk, right. which is which is great. I couldn't walk for months because of the pain. So, you know, I love walking. I think it's just the most amazing thing that we can do with our bodies. And I am not a fan of marathon running. Me either. You know, I'm a huge fan of sprinting and and those things that we are ancestrally lined up to do. But when it comes to marathon running, I just I just see so many negative side effects of it. Um, and so I do think walking is like just the best thing that we can do. And but it, hold on, Kendall, it doesn't burn yeah. enough calories. Like uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna walk. I have to carry weights around when I walk, and it's like people. That's, you know, that's, but it's like that whole cortisol thing, right? Like right. so, walking lowers your cortisol, and cortisol is what makes you hold on to body fat. Yeah. So when your cortisol is not elevated, then you can lose body yeah. fat, right? You, you, get the, you get the same reaction when you tell people to just walk that you tell them when you say, like, cook your food in butter. They're like, no, I can't exactly. do that. You're crazy. Exactly. When I'm like, when I say I eat bacon every day and yeah. people are like, mm, mm, what? I remember going, I think I was actually just at PT last week with my physical therapist post-surgery and she, we were talking about food and she's like, you're f- you're 38 and you have four kids. Like what? She's like, I, and and she's like, I can't, I just can't even see that about you. And I was like, well, thank you. Uh, and then I was talking to her about, we were talking about, (laughs) you're like, I adopted them because I wouldn't actually have a baby with my own body. Right. (laughs) Right. I grew them in my basement. (laughs) And, uh, and then she was, I was talking about the food that I eat and like the bacon and then butter. And she's like, okay, now I really can't believe you look the way that you do and eat that. And I thought, no, you don't understand. That is, 
why I look the way that I do. I actually look younger now than I did 10 years ago. And that's the, I mean, my skin is, as long as I stay away from the foods that inflame my body, which are dairy, soy, corn, and gluten, those are the four things that are most inflammatory. And, and specifically dairy, I mean cheese actually is far worse than I can have a little half and half occasionally. Yeah. But as long as I stay away from those things, I have crystal clear skin. Um, I feel really great. Uh, I sleep really great, all those. So I guess sleep is my next one. Yeah. I'm a huge proponent of sleep. I sleep no less than eight hours a night. It's crucial to me uh, to get between eight and nine. I just don't function under that. Honestly, seven hours of sleep um, I might as well feel hungover, right. you know, and I don't drink. So, I mean, yeah. like to feel that way is pretty, pretty awful for me. Um, meditation, big mindfulness, mindfulness, meditation, whatever that looks like for somebody um, are big parts of what I call primal balance. Can, can I ask you what, like, what is your uh, specific mode of mindfulness yeah. or meditation? Yeah. So, well, I did this amazing therapy that I like recommend to everybody. I did it a couple of years ago called dialectical behavior therapy. And I believe the woman who started its name is Marsha Linehan. And it was actually created a long time ago for people with borderline personality disorder, because that's just a very difficult mental health disorder to to really try to help. You can't really medicate it. It's very challenging. Um, yeah, and I'm so sorry, it's all said, about mindfulness. You said dialectical what? Behavior therapy. Behavior therapy. I'm writing that down. DBT is the short of it. And it's all about mindfulness. The entire thing. It's broken into four components and it always comes down to mindfulness. And that really was my first... I always wanted to meditate. I always wanted to be more mindful. So I was very black and white. Well, I guess so. I'm I'm bipolar, and I'm very open publicly, you know, public about that um, because I think it's I'm really about breaking the stigma of that because I think you know so many people are bipolar and have such a hard time talking about it. Yeah. And uh, so that's one of the reasons I did it. I'm, I have a very black and white personality. You know, like I've said, I'm, I'm in recovery for addiction. So um, I didn't know how to like slow down. All I knew how to do was react. And that's very high stress inducing. Right. That it really affects your cortisol. It really affects your hormones in a negative way. And I really suffered because of that it's because like I didn't yeah. know how to slow down. Well, you're like a pinball that can't just like stop. Yeah. You're just always just like being like right. knocked off the next thing. And it's like, yeah. 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 You're angry and you're inflammatory and you're controlling. And I mean, that's that's how I lived my life, my entire adult life, right, was lived like that. And a lot of it was I wasn't medicated appropriately. My lifestyle wasn't dialed in. So so now all of that's dialed in for me. And so I have a very peaceful existence. Yeah. Uh, I'm not black and white anymore. I know how to slow down before I respond to, you know, an e I don't just shoot emails off anymore when I'm <laughs> angry or, you know, I know how to. I've learned all these tools, right? I have this big, vast toolbox and, and DBT was a great one for me. So I learned how to slow down and, you know, I didn't know how to be, and, you know, of course, Jason Seib talks about this all the time. I didn't know how to meditate. Like right. I just had all this perfectionism stuff and I talk a lot about that. I just think perfectionism is the root of all evil, you know, yeah. and the most shame inducing stuff. And so I practiced that as well is not being perfectionist and, I didn't know how to meditate, and one of the things that um, I really love is a friend of mine, Steve Kirsch, who's also known as the Paleo Drummer, always says shit. Uh, sorry, I can edit that part out. I didn't mean to say that. No, I can leave it in since it was an accident. Yeah. <laughs> Sit down and shut up. That was what I, I mixed those up. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> either either one, you could do either one. Yeah, right, exactly. And you know, it's about everybody overthinks meditation, right? Yeah, which like is like the like, which is like oh, the my... point of meditation is to not overthink <laughs> right. meditation. So you're like in this like you're like running around in a circle trying to like not meditate, and then you're am I supposed <laughs> right. to meditate? Yeah. And so I learned how to just do that. Like first, just five minutes, and it's painful, right? When you first start doing it. And I prefer you could do guided meditations. Mm -hmm. I actually offer guided meditations that I do for people, but. Um, I really like to just sit in quiet. I like the sort of the Zen meditation um, thing. So whatever works for you. Some people don't even like to specifically call it like meditation, but I like the practice of just quieting your mind. Yeah. And the thing is, is that your mind is going to run that entire time. And if you get that point zero zero one tenth of a second where your mind is quiet, like that's the practice. Right. It's that's that that it is right having there. a physical effect in your body. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It makes all the difference in the world. And 
you know, now I'm at a point where if I sit down, it's not, I'm not great at making it a practice every day. But when I do, you know, once I get sort of past that 10 minute mark and I'm up to 15, usually I'm like craving more. I'm yeah. like, I don't want to stop, that's, right? Yeah, that's funny that you say that. Cause like I, like when I get to 10 minutes, I, I usually do 10 minutes of like the brainwave app. And like mm-hmm. I'll get to 10 minutes, like the Braveway and Apple stop, and I'll just like, I'm kind of sitting there, like reality is like tugging at me, and I'm like, no. Yeah, I no, want to just, I want to just keep <laughs> breathing and not like sitting in like in the darkness and not thinking about anything. And like, so yeah. I'll go another like five or six minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, I think basically that's sort of the root of it all is just finding that peace in your life and whatever that mindfulness looks like for you is, is crucial because. Um, if you don't, if you don't have that in your life, then you're not going to be able to, you know, take that stress. I always say, be like water, you know, like the Bruce Lee quote, right? That's my, my favorite idea of what I, my ideal of who I try to be is to be like water because I have been fire my whole life. And, um, I have been working really hard the last few years to, to be more like water. And I think that's, that's not like just this serene idea of, you know, uh, a nice little river, right? It can be waves crashing, right. but it's taking the waves. It's handling the waves when they come your way and not fighting the waves. Not a tsunami, just a regular old wave. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, you can't learn that. You don't, I mean, unless you're just naturally inclined to be that way, you're, if you're anything like me, then it's going to take a serious practice of mindfulness in your life to take that stuff when it comes at you so that it doesn't affect your health, when you so said that it, it doesn't affect all these important parts of you. When you said, if you're anything like me, I raise my hand. Up really <laughs> I think I yeah. saw that. Like yeah. I had this <laughs> you had image sense in my head of, of me, you. <laughs> like shooting my hand up like the kid in class that it knows the answer. Like, shut up. Kid. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah me, me. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. We actually, I told you this is going to go by fast. We're yeah. at 20, 29 minutes. I, I want to have you on. I know we're, we're booked out like, I guess through the end of May. Um, but I want to maybe have you on sometime like in June or July, because we didn't even get to like the parenting stuff. And I know like I know, a, right? a lot of our, uh, a lot of our listeners have kids, uh, or may have kids have the, have the potential to maybe have kids at some point. They're fertile. Um, sing, yeah. They're single and mingling. Is that how you say it? <laughs> single and mingle. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, it's been a long time. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I, I don't know what the term is now. Um, but I, I definitely want to have you back on and talk about parenting. But before I let you go, I'm going to ask you the question that I ask all first time guests on the show, and it is this. And I'm right. just I'm ambushing you with this. So it is. What is one thing that you enjoy about life? or something you do to make life more enjoyable? And it doesn't have to have anything to do with anything we just talked about. Um, gosh, well, I'll tell you that I love dance so very much. Dance is such an amazing form of play. And I love it so much that I'm actually throwing a morning rave here in Charlotte, North Carolina next Whoa. month. Uh, um, so a morning dance party at a club with coffee and breakfast. No way! I want to come to that. And booty shaking. Oh, I need to. Oh, I need to show you uh, my, the air drumming, the air drumming video videos that my brother and I we have this air drum battle that we're waging. On, Love it on Tumblr. <laughs> uh, so yes, man, that uh, I, that it's like ah, oh, we have to talk about that like off air, like yeah. how you like coordinated yeah. that because that sounds like a blast. Yeah, dance was my first love, all yeah. forms of dance. And I, I just think that you're never too old, you know? Like, I don't want to be in a club at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, I want to be asleep. Dead. Yeah. But like 9 a.m., I think that's amazing. Is, so. that, is that like a thing? Is that a thing now or do you just come up with that? Because- it is a thing. Yeah, it's something that I've wanted to do for a long time. And uh, Daniel Party, who is, you know, kind of in yeah. our world, he yeah, told me it was happening out in San Francisco. I researched it, realized it is like a thing in all these big cities. Huh. And I said, well, Charlotte, one wants to be a big city yeah. so i'm gonna help it well yeah dan's been on the show dan's dan's yeah. uh, i met him at pale fx last year and he we've exactly. become friends and uh yep. okay see like that's great because like, i, I want to go to, if i go to a club i'm not trying to like hook up with somebody i'm not trying to like get hammered and like be awake yeah. at midnight i just want right. to like re- jump around and dance and be crazy so exactly. why can't you do that in the morning it's brilliant yeah, I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm sort of marketing it as like, especially to moms, right? You yeah. don't have to pay a babysitter, leave them with dad in the morning, whatever. Right. Or bring him whatever. You, it's all ages. Bring the kids. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. Dance. And then yeah. because, you know, they need to dance and move too. I'm like, bring, wear your PJs, wear your crazy okay. like yeah. dance We're- costume. And then, you know, bring all your buddies. Like, forget girls' night out. This is girls' morning out. Right. I love it. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that. Uh, all right. Off the air. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I we got to wrap it up. I really really appreciate your time, and I'm looking Thank forward you. to having you back on. I know this is uh, we're gonna hear uh, a lot more from you and. Uh, in, in the future. So really thank you for being on and we'll talk to you soon. Super fun. Thanks so much. 
You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. All right. Thank you, Kendall, for that, uh, for your time. And a, just a great interview. I had a lot of fun talking to her. Um, sorry, Rick, that you weren't on the conversation. We had a lot of fun uh, and you just missed out. I was in class. I had a special class for work Whatever. on uh, this day. So. Well, I mentioned this, and you'll—I guess you won't know this until you actually listen to this show. So, time travel talk. But like during the interview, I, at one point, I was like, if if my co-host was on this show or on this interview, he would have already interrupted about ten times because she is like the female version of me. Like it's it's just the similarities are pretty crazy. Oh, yeah, the female version of you, huh? Yeah, well, I'm sure it's a real listenable interview. She's <laughs> constantly interrupting you to make that's what she said jokes and diarrhea jokes. We're just going back and forth. Like we, we don't ever make a point. We just keep you say something like, said. oh, it's important that you put it in. And she, and that's what she said. <laughs> yeah. That's what she said. Exactly. That's what she said. 69. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, obviously I'll have all of her stuff uh, uh, linked in the show notes and her podcast and everything else. And we're going to have her on again uh, to talk about the parenting stuff, which we talked about. Um, so let's just sort of transition straight into the humans being humans segment. And Rick, I'll let you sort of set up. Uh, we kind of have a cool deal today. Yeah. Well, uh, well some, Mark has purchased some, some new toys, and we can play with them uh, as we record here. That's what you said. If you're a longtime listener to the podcast, what we used to do, uh, what, something that has befuddled Mark and myself, which is not correct grammar, but is that you'll look on me. the iTunes Top 300 and uh, – not only are we regularly not on there, there have been times where we peaked at like 13 out of 300 on health and fitness. And we're like, whoa, we're getting super popular. And then like the next week we'll drop 250 spots. And then the next week we're off and we're like, we don't understand how this works. Right. Well, what's even more befuddling is uh, their weird algorithm on how that's calculated, but also. And how anyone ever look- like married you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> But uh, you'll look through the top 300 and you'll see all of these very random podcasts on there that have like three shows and they stopped making new shows in 2008. And, it, and they're continually in this top 300. You know, obviously you have your heavy hitters in the list, your, you know, Mark Sisson show and Vinnie Tortorch's show and Rob Wolf's show and all these you know, in the top 300, but then you have interspersed in very random places like the top 50, you'll have a show. Uh, and we used to do a little bit on here called, uh, let's check which podcast is ranked above ours. That is no longer making new shows. Kind of like a little funny, like, Hey, you know, what are you going to do? Our show sucks. And people <laughs> who aren't even doing shows are better than ours. Well, we stopped doing that. And I think part of that is we didn't want people to think that we had sour grapes and like, oh, this other guy's podcast is, is just a real piece of crap and ours <laughs> is better. So we kind of stopped doing it because we didn't want people to think we were focused on rankings and ratings because we're not. We don't sell any ads. And so that's kind of things that people who sell ads, they're concerned with number of ears that are listening. We don't sell ads on the show. So we don't really, we want people to listen, obviously, a large listenership, but it's not the most important thing that we do. It's really more about show integrity. So we stopped doing that. And that's been, I don't know, maybe that was like around episode 30 or 35 or something. So it's been quite a bit. Well, uh, one that Mark and I always, uh, we kind of made into an inside joke amongst ourselves is the, uh, there's a podcast called, it's the title of the podcast is Diabetes. And there's no, and that's it. That's there's the title. no artwork. It's just like, a yeah, there's no, square. like you'll scroll through there and you'll see like the logo for the show, like ours, the yellow and it's a simple human. There's no logo for it. It's just a, a gray square. And you can tell that's how, you know, they don't really even care about their podcast. They don't even make artwork for it. Well, a good giggle that we had on the show is if I'm not mistaken, the guy who, uh, is the, 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 the person name. for the podcast. Yeah. His name is Dr. George Titsworth. Right. As you can imagine, that sent Mark into a very spiraling <laughs> black hole of jokes, myself included. I don't want to put myself. Yeah, come on afraid. now. Yeah. Well, I have actually felt a conscience about this for quite some time. Uh, Mark doesn't because Mark is a soulless succubus who has no conscience about <laughs> making jokes about people. Nice. But I felt bad that like maybe, you know, I didn't want to align, malign Dr. George Titsworth or his precious diabetes podcast. So I hope this is enough of a setup to kind of yeah. let our new listeners know what we're doing here. Mark has gotten some sort of software on his computer where he can actually play a podcast 
at the same time where we and record it so we can listen in at the same time, if that makes sense. And kind of give him so we can, some, yeah, promote do, him do a little what? bit. And kind of promote his podcast a little bit since we were well, I don't. Yeah, I mean, pro- I don't want to, like, you know, crap all over this guy. Maybe yeah. it's got good information. And, you know, yeah. you know, being trying to avoid diabetes is the whole reason that I'm doing this. I don't want to, you know, lose a foot to diabetes. So right. what we're going to do is pipe this in and hope That's it works. And we're going to listen to just a piece. <laughs> that was a good one, by the way. You got me. Uh, you have derailed. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna pipe this in, and we're gonna listen along and see, you know, some of maybe Doctor Titsworth's, uh, <laughs> Titsworth, okay. some of his uh, his diabetes tips. So okay. go ahead, Mon. So here we play. This. Let me start this software and let's see what happens. Excessive thirst, weight fluctuations, wounds that won't heal. And fatigue. And that wraps up the segment of our program where we list common diabetes symptoms. You're listening to the Diabetes Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. George Titchworth. Coming up in our next segment, what to do when the soda machine runs out of the syrup and it starts putting out only the soda water. It's a common problem and that's coming up in our next segment. You're listening to the Diabetes Podcast, which is brought to you proudly by one of our mates. Georgie! Georgie, your lunch is ready, sweetie. Soy burgers with low-fat bagels and some non-fat strawberry jam, your favorite. Mother, excuse me, everyone, for just a moment. Mother, I'm kind of in the middle of something. I'm. Oh, Georgie, are you pleasuring yourself again? Georgie, we've talked about this. Not in the basement. Use the restroom, for God's sake. Mother, mother, please. You're embarrassing me. I'm not touching myself. I'm recording the fourth episode of the highly ranked diabetes podcast. Oh, you and your diabetes. You don't have diabetes. You never did. I altered your blood work so that the Kindall of a doctor would diagnose you with diabetes because he was so handsome. I wanted an excuse to see him more often. What was his name? It was a fruit or something. It was like Dr. Bananas or Dr. Pomegranate. <laughs> Oh, it was uh, Dr. Persimmon. Mm. His dark raven hair, bulging shoulders, his bulging buttocks. And there were other things that bulged Georgie. Mother, please, please. We've had this discussion before. I am America's foremost expert on diabetes because I have diabetes. I've had it for 30 years. Now, please, just... If you could give me just a moment so I can finish up the show, I'll be right upstairs to eat the delicious lunch that you made for me. <clears throat> Back to the show. Fine. <clears throat> You're listening to the Diabetes Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. George Titchworth. This podcast is proudly brought to you by the American Diabetes Association. Want to eat a candy bar a day? Call us at the ADA. Wait a second. Georgie, did you say doctor? You're calling yourself a doctor again? Oh, Georgie. Mother, mother, please. You're ruining the program. I am an accredited doctor. I received my credentials from the University of Phoenix online. Oh, the Phoenix... The Phoenix University, hogwash. You're not a doctor. Dr. Persimmon, he was a doctor. His chest muscles rippling through his lab coat, stethoscope hanging down between his legs. When he was sitting, legs spread, giving me an excuse to stare. Mother, please. I just need a couple of more minutes to wrap up the program. If you could please just leave me be, Mother. I'm Dr. George Titchworth. And the Diabetes Podcast, and it's time to list to, to answer some listener questions and emails. So here's one from Jim in 
Albuquerque, New Mexico, and Jim writes, <clears throat> Dear Dr. Ditchworth, is, is that your real name? Because if it is, man, what a terrible lot in life you have drawn. Well, thank you for your email, Jim. You should know that is my real name. It appears on all my doctor credentials and on my diploma that hangs on the wall. And you should know that that is rather insulting to me. Georgie, Georgie, you could never just be Georgie. Always wanting to be someone you're not, calling yourself a doctor and whatnot. Ever since the school children nicknamed you Titty Baby, they used to call after you, Mommy, save me! Mommy, save me! I'm just a stupid Titty Baby! (laughs) Oh, Georgie! Please, please! You're making it so much worse. I'm trying to finish episode four of the Diabetes. Podcast play. All right. Well, uh, that was interesting. I guess that was. I guess that was a live look into his his mother. It sounds like his mother's well, basement. Well, maybe uh, maybe Doctor maybe Doctor uh, doesn't have any audio editing equipment. Maybe he just turns the mic on and records, records and, and whatever he gets. Uh, he gets thrown up on there. So, so. I can see why he's uh, top fifty in the yeah. iTunes. Really, I can. Wow. You know, it's hard to top. Dr. Persimmon. Okay, well, that's the uh, Humans Being Human segment. Uh, Glad it wasn't Dr. Eggplant. Yeah. (laughs) All right, it is now time for the announcement of the March Simply Human T-Shirt Giveaway-a-thon winner. And it is, drumroll please. That's a really terrible drumroll. The winner of the March Giveaway-a-thon extravaganza is... Angie underscore Ward. Hey, there you go. That's easy. Facebook. And I'm assuming that's her real name. That's not a fake name. Yeah. It sounds like a real name. I bet if I saw a picture of you, I would be like that. Right there is a person I believe named Angie. She writes five stars, by the way. Thank you, Angie. Quote. Should I read this in a dramatic voice or like a not dramatic voice? Uh, An English English accent. Uh, let me think. Uh, hang on. I got to get like into – you watch Broadchurch? I got to think about Broadchurch here to channel my English. Okay, ready? Yes, let's go. My, f- <laughs> my favorite health and fitness podcast, always full of great content, peppered with a little sophomoric humor along the way. Do yourself a favor and subscribe now. <laughs> Keep up the great work, guys. In parentheses, I'm looking forward to my T-shirt, guys. Closed parentheses. She sounds intelligent with that accent. She very much does. That was probably... uh, I didn't really read the review that well before, but like the little sophomore humor along the way, I think uh, think that's included. So thank you, Angie, for your glowing review. Uh, We very, very, very much appreciate it. If you can email uh, Mark, he's the one that's in charge of the T-shirt distribution, uh, uh, simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. Give him your contact information, and he will get your T-shirt out to you post-haste. Post-haste. It is now time for the Simply Human Tip of the Week, something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human. And this is something that we talked to Kendall about briefly at the end of the interview. And it is very simple. We don't have to elaborate too much on it. The tip of the week is, at some point this week, dance. Whether it's in your car, whether it's in the kitchen with your kids, play some music and just let her rip. (laughs) That's the dance that Mark does. It's the dance of like, oh, the butt clenched dance. Like, oh, God, I got to go to the bathroom. Got to go to the bathroom. That's Mark's dance. That there is does. no, uh, other than like, you can Elaine dance. It, you, it does, you don't have to dance good. Oh, when I dance, that's what it looks like when I dance. Yeah. I don't dance very well. Yeah. So dance. And that there's just a, lots of uh, psychological benefits to it. It's, it's fun. It's, it's, good. it's a good movement, uh, which goes in the move like a human. Dancing is very much like move like a human. What if you did the, what if you did the robot? Is that moving like a human? Mm. Or is that moving like a human no, yeah, moving yeah. like a robot? No, that is, that is moving like a robot. You cannot dance like a robot. That does is, that is not count. In this tip of the week. That's really my go-to dance move if I've gone to like a wedding and I get really drunk. That's like kind of my go-to like because I can't dance for real. But I'm like, oh, there's the guy doing the robot. That's always me because I'm an idiot. Yeah, there you go. So that it, there it is dance. It's it's fun. Um, I dance a lot with my kids. My kids love to dance. All right. Um, so let's wrap this up. So it's uh, find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com, uh, Facebook, and YouTube channel, Instagram, and Twitter at simplyhuman52. Um, also, let's see. Coming up, I think we have uh, former NFL scheduled former NFL player Jordan Black played at Notre Dame. 
Uh, and then for the Chiefs and the Redskins and and he's a Dallas guy. Yeah, from Dallas. Originally. I have a very lo- I have a very loose connection with Jordan. We yeah. should probably go through that on the podcast. Yeah, Jordan. cool. And then um, we've got uh, Susan McCauley coming up on the show. We've got Claire Sexton. We have Crystal uh, Cheek. Uh, lots of cool stuff coming up. We have our listener, uh, I guess, question, listener, question, email, show, however you want to say that. Um, so lots of cool stuff coming up. So thanks for listening. Uh, always appreciate it. I know there's a lot of options out there. Thank you, thank you for making us part of your day. Leave us a review to enter into the April T-shirt giveaway-a-thon. Um, so I guess that is going to do it for this edition of the Simple Human Podcast. And remember... I wanted an excuse to see him more often. What was his name? It was a fruit or something. It was like Dr. Bananas or Dr. Pomegranate. Oh, it was uh, Dr. Persimmon. Mmm. His dark raven hair. Bulging shoulders. His bulging buttocks. And there were other things that bulged Georgie. Mother, please. So until next time, enjoy yourself.